Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our unveiling of the Final Fantasy trading card game, two-player starter set, Villains vs. Heroes. Generously donated to our group through cash money, <laughs> so not exactly donated, by the local game store Geeky Villain. Thought this would be a good idea to do a not only unbox, but first gameplay test. Between two people, the moniker, hello, and Kazakan, good evening, who have never played this game before. So we're going to open up with the unboxing, and then get into first time gameplay through. So for those who are new to this uh, trading card game, see, I can do that, I can mess up, that's how I roll. So those who are new to the trading card game can get a feel for how easy it is to learn and for what it's going to be like as a first time player to experience this game from scratch. So gentlemen, the table is yours. Alright, <laughs> we like Final Fantasy, we like uh, trading card games. Kaz, let's do this. Alright, let's do this. Um, you will notice that my accent will fluctuate. Suck it up, Buttercups. Hey, if I can stumble over my own words, you can have a rotating thing that sounds like other stuff. Alright, since we're doing an unboxing. This is unboxing first. Let's see. Not a lot of flavor text on the back. It's pretty straightforward. You know? Yeah. No, like, welcome hero to whatever. It's just, you know... Uh, tells you uh, comes with two fifty card decks and the starter guide, and then all just you know the legal and licensing stuff. So back in the box, I like the design though, kind of sleek, kind of elegant. Yeah, simple. I mean, black and white, very yeah. simple, very iconic. Much like Final Fantasy. Yep. The packaging itself is pretty easy to deal with. Looks like it just pops right off, next to no effort required. And there goes the box of sailing away. So it's got two copies of the rules handout. Looks like it's just a holdout. All right, let's see this. All right. Oh, it's, ooh, it's a little thicker than a holdout. Oh god, it's so thick. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh, it's cool. Looks like they incorporate some old style art. I really like that. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it, it looks like it translates out. So the, the art style fluctuates, it looks like, based on the character. Um, that's neat. Might just be me, but it smells funky, though. Oh, here, I'll move it there. Remember, I've been smoking for over 25 years, I know the smell of funky. That's funky! Yeah. <laughs> that smells like burnt turkey, like the fake turkey you buy a... Yeah. Uh, like the, the ink burned in. Yeah, it, it. yeah, it does. It smells like baked turkey you get when you're just like single and sad, like me. Oh, uh, there's ashiness to it. It's, it's different than cigarettes ash. I'm around. That, that's what I'm saying. It, it smells kind of like those baked turkeys you get. Yeah, but we're not here to test the quality of its smell. No, we're not. Take well, that okay, out of smells context. at one point, man. Like smell. Like magic cards smell slightly different now than they did when they first came out, but for like almost twenty years, you could open a pack of magic cards and the ink always had a distinct smell that separated them from any other card game. Huh. 
So smells also associate with memories, right? That's yeah. true. So if you're having a bad memory and you open this up and it smells like a burnt turkey. Might be in for a bad place. Well, Thanksgiving might be kind of weird because you'll smell burnt turkey and be like, God, that Final Fantasy game is in my head again. <laughs> well, uh, let's take a look at the decks here. Uh, which deck do you want to look at, Cass? Um, I'll do the evil. Do you want to do the heroes? All right, I'll take a look with Furion. All right. See, my boy can... voiced by Johnny Young Bosch in Dissidia. All right, so it looks like it's just a full town off to the side here. Your cigarette rep, or cigarette carton rep, whatever that. Well, at least I don't have to pack the cards first. Oh. Looks like they're going with their, uh, camera picks that up, going with their uh, Dissidia designs, which is cool by me. I really like those designs. Good games, too, if you ever get the chance. Yeah, it looks like the... It could be because these have been in storage for a little ways, but some of the cards are a little stiff together right now. Hear it. <laughs> there we go. Alright, clean up all the clutter. Oh, trash bin. Well, you know, while you guys are talking about the stiffness of the cards, I do have an unopened box here of Final Fantasy IX starter set. So let's see uh, if my opening experience is the same as yours. All right, get, so, gets it on out of there. I'm going to get this out of here. It is actually a really easy box to open, easy to get into. Pa-pow, gone. Wee. Do they have a Kuja deck? Uh, no, they do these decks when I went in to buy them based on the iteration. So you could get Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy XII. This, of course, is Final Fantasy X. I mean, IX, sorry. So, Kuja decks, I don't know about theme decks. If you build one post-buying it, sure. Of course, we get our two pieces of paper like you guys got. So, let's see uh, how hard my deck is to open up compared to yours. Ooh, Mike Spike. Yeah, Mike Spike, the listeners get, I hope they're not wearing headphones. Uh, that's, hey, that's how we roll on this game show here. <laughs> we just do stuff all willy-nilly. We're not professionals. In fact, we're pretty goddamn open up, far from it. Okay, this is harder to open than your guys's. Yeah, like this, I can see it right there. It's like really super sealed. So, <laughs> yeah, smack that deck. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking if I do that, you know, I, got, I can get at least one out of the pack. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna be right. Well, you know what? No. Oh my god, dude, like the cellophane on this is intense. They really want these cards Here. not to get wet. Like, I could probably throw that in a river, pull it out five minutes later, and it'll be okay. Yeah. This is some intense cellophane work, and I'm gonna miss the microphone hopefully ah. this time. There we go. Let's get rid of that. Okay. There we, there we go. You had it in the right area, you just weren't pulling out of the right way. Well, if they made it visible. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I'm going to win this game, and here's why. So, you were seeing your cards. Look at that. Vivi, right there. Vivi, 4,000. There we go, Vivi. So, you guys have these stuck together really well, so let's see. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Even these in the starter deck are clumped together. Yeah. They're not, they're not coming apart very easy. Yeah. And, you know. Was that like, Steiner? I thought I saw Steiner. Uh, Shiest. Give me say Steiner. I, I 
Don't. Oh, hey, hello. Dagger. It's Dagger. That's Ooh. a good call. Yeah, yeah there he there's is. There's a signer right there. But yeah, like like uh, your guys's deal, mine are also clumped together and not as easy to pull apart. Yeah. All right. So, and I know you guys heard it on the on the mics. Put it right next to it. Um, it's an interesting here thing to hear it go as you're opening it up. Yeah, these are the all these three. Of these packs are brand new, and the fact that mine is packaged in a separate packaging style than yours. It's a testament that these cards are vacuum sealed tight, so you guys are going to have fun out there in Playland bringing them apart. Alright, here we go. Here's my boy. This is the first... That's Cecil Harvey. First time I played Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy IV. Love this dude. I'll admit to being a total noob. I have not played any of the Final Fantasy games. Well, you so, are now. Well, I guess I am now. Samurai is disappointed in you. Yup. That sounds right. And I'm referencing our last podcast on that one. Nah, of course you are. Fair enough. That is a recent episode. Alright, so let's do let's go over the starter guides. Chocoba, choco, choco, chocobo. I got a chocobo. I got an Ico. Oh, you got an Ico. Ico. You know, let me put that in front of the camera and make it a little longer so people can actually look at it. It's chocobo with cloud on it. Chocobo with cloud. Alright. Cloud Okun. Work, so. work. Ha ha! What'd you get? Kupapo. Kupapo. Kupapo! I got a Moogle. Anyway, I, I'm going to get my cards off the table because this is more your show than mine. I got a thick Chocobo. <laughs> thick. <laughs> thick. I'm going to run off my cards now. Alright, have fun. Enjoy the new cards now. Actually, I'm enjoying the card quality. You guys might want to touch on that. Yeah, it's like they're... They're textured cards. They are. Yeah. yeah. Back of them. Yeah, it's, it's got the tiniest bit of um, texture to it. It's really hard to tell. It's like a smooth texture, almost. Um, it's very glossy, uh, unless you're running your fingers across the text, in which case it feels like it's more smooth. Very interesting. They feel really well done. Certainly better than some of the more recent editions of uh, Magic. Like they're glossed on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, they're nice cards. Yeah. Alright, now let's actually try and learn how to play this fucking game. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you want to just alternate by the column? Yeah, sure. So what is FFTCG Final Fantasy Trading Card Game? An exciting card game where characters of the Final Fantasy series meet and fight together. Battle with various characters. Featuring a huge cast of Final Fantasy characters, this card game allows you to bring together heroes and villains in unique dream teams. Build your very own deck of 50 cards with your favorite characters and fight your opponents in epic duels. Deck construction. The deck must contain exactly 50 cards. Precons, so yep. they've got, they need all these rules right now. You can only have up to three copies of the same card. Okay. Pretty standard. Yeah. Um, how to win. Attack your opponent with your forwards. Uh, let's see. Attack your opponents with your forwards and deal them one point of damage every time they don't block. Repeat this until you have dealt them seven points of damage to win. Alternatively, you also win when your opponent's deck runs out and they cannot draw any more. Conditions of victory. Deal 7 points of damage to your opponent. Your opponent cannot draw their next card. 
Deal damage when your opponent's deck is empty. Yeah. It sounds like your deck is both your your resources and your hit point pool. Yeah. And so then we have the eight elements here. Put that for the yeah for the camera. Eight elements. They are fire, ice, wind, earth, lightning, water, light, and dark. Um. Yes, our neighbor's place is on fire. Oh, that's lovely. Fire. It seems like you're yeah, I know. Right. Yes, yes, we are on fire as well. I just took a look. It's okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, so the egg, the egg elements each have a little blurb about them. Uh, fire, an element specialized in dealing damage towards to forwards with strong spells. Fire characters trade protection for firepower. It's very aggressive. It makes perfect sense. Ice. By dulling your opponent's characters or making them discard their hand, ice is, ice is milling. Ice is uh, wearing down your opponent. Wind focuses on speed and a lot of cards with low cost to play. So, wind is your Blitzkrieg faction element. Uh, Ning will play by bypassing block or wearing down their deck. Huh, interesting. Wind and ice seem like they could pretty easily already start milling out decks. Sense. Just what I needed. More blue-green decks ruining my day. <laughs> uh, Earth. A lot of tough forwards specialized in defense. Earth is tanky. Earth is tanky. That's, that's what it does. Earth. Ooh, and it gets stronger over time. Uh, lightning. Excelling at taking up forwards with one-hit moves. Lightning also specializes like wind in quick attacks. Makes sense. Given the nature of lightning. Alright. Water. Water is used to draw more cards, play around card combos, or return characters to their hand. It sells aggressively building an advantage over your opponent, which makes sense. It's Even like, more blue. <laughs> and then light and dark. Light and dark cards are powerful and can be played using the CP of any element. Oh. Alright. Um, character of either affiliate. There can only. However, there can only be one character of either affiliation on the field. Light and dark don't generate CP when discarded. Be careful not to include too many in your deck. That sounds like a very interesting resource curve that we'd have to figure out. Alright, let's take a look at what we get, like how we read a card. Okay. How to read a card. There are four types of cards. You can recognize a card's type by the shape, color, and name of the text box on the left. Alright, so let's see. I'm going to go with Firion here to learn our card anatomy. I was wondering about that bright ball of light that just appeared on camera. It's getting dark outside. We're recording late. I forgot about that. My bad as a director. I suck. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay, so forward deals damage to your opponents or protects you by blocking their forwards. All right. Sounds like your front line. Yeah, your front line. Sense. Let's see here. That should be a bit better. Yeah. Then we got backup. So we got a red mage here. 
uh, provide support from the rear without participating in the battle by producing CP or with their abilities. Okay, so they're, they're your utility tools. And then monster. You're pulling all of that too? Yeah, here we go. Let's see. Get one, get one. Maybe just fish one up? Yeah, sure. Right, let me go fish one up. There we are. Here's a monster. Alright, what do we got? A. Militesi Coero? I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. Let's see. Yeah, that's what I would what I would guess. Woohoo! Right pronunciations. So from the look of it, according to the thing, this is how they're arrayed on playfield. Using at least that as a guy. Um so looking at these, you know, your forwards are your your front line, they're your damage dealers, they're your Defenders, that sort of thing. So they're the ones that'll probably be seeing most of all all the action. Yeah, they're they're your front line. They're your tanky boys. They're your you know particularly frail but high damage glass cannons. That, that's their sort of shtick. Okay. Looks like the um, support characters fall into backup. So anything that's like your healers, your buff casters, your debuffers. Ah. Uh, I guess ranged support could also qualify, but it depends on how they qualify it. And then monsters can use a variety of... Uh, oh, they don't have summoning sickness. Monsters don't have summoning sickness, as magic players would see it. Summoning sickness, for those who maybe don't know, means that uh, the t they can't be used for anything the turn they are played, brought except into play. Except for, like, blocking. Yeah, except for blocking. Or something that artificially does it to them can use it, but it, that's magic terminology and it's weird. Yeah. So, when we're looking at a card... Oh, we got one more type here. We got summons. Oh, I found some of those. I got one here. We got Diablos. It's like Diablo, but with an S. Well, that was stupid. Anyway, <laughs> summons are put into the break zone straight after use. Seeing a lot of Dissidia terminology here. Uh, <laughs> summons are put into the break zone straight after use, but come with powerful abilities. They can be used at any time and can respond to other abilities in summons. Okay. So those are. It looks like summon is uh, instant or a sorcery style. Yeah, thing. I was just it goes say. off immediately and then goes away. Yeah, instantly resolved, as it were. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's look at our card anatomy. Let's use theory in here. Up at the top is the cost and the element. So the number indicates the cost required to play, and the element is the color of the crystal uh, applicable. So like theory, it is a fire element. Red mage, likewise. My twirl uh, is a ice element, and Diablos is wind. Which kind of makes sense, big wind thing. It makes perfect sense. Uh, the card name up at the top, which is pretty easy to understand. Uh, name of the card, if. Uh, I'm sorry. 
What do we got? Icon. It looks like three cards. If not present, you can only have one card. Oh, okay. Oh, um, you want me to okay, read that? Okay, so that's, that's the legendary rule. Okay. Um, a card has this little three, um, three cards icon if you can have more than one at the same time. Uh, but everything else you can't. Cards with EX are able to trigger EX bursts. Well, I guess we'll get to that later. Uh, the card type, job, and category. Burst! <laughs> so it looks like the card type, forward, and then warrior, and then category? Yes? Yeah, so from left to right indicates the type of card, the job, and their category. And then number four... Is the text, which is down here, here. Describes the effects of the card. If the text mentions the name of the card, it refers to the card itself. Important note. I, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, anything that names itself is going to be triggering itself. This makes perfect sense. Moving on. Uh, the card number and rarity, which like it's down here in the bottom here. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven of 132, yes? Yes. That's pretty self-explanatory. It's yeah. just what which number they are in the series and how rare they are. I guess so. And then number six is powers. So here's something important. Uh, only present in forward cards. Indicates the strength of the forward and how much damage it afflicts in battle. When receiving damage over this value, the card breaks and must be put into the break zone. Damn. So, guessing that the break zone is probably akin to, like, the graveyard. From, from the sound of it, it sounds like that's, you know, your break zone. Damage received only affects the defense, e.g. if a 9,000 forward takes 4,000 damage, its defense goes down to 5,000 until the end of the turn, but its attack, attack remains 9,000. So... It, it, it's making the supposition that all creatures are equal in power and defense, or attack and defense. Yeah. So, if you have, yeah, what this means is, you know, your HP and your damage are separate totals, but they're denoted by the same number. Which makes sense. So, important points. If the triple card icon is not present, only one card of the same name, even with a different serial number, can enter the field, but doesn't count your opponent's cards. So, I can only have one of Furion on the field, but Moniker could also have a Furion on the field. Yeah. But if anything else says Furion in its name, neither of us can play it at that point. I guess without blowing up the other one or something. Like uh, backups enter the field dull, which sounds like tapped. You cannot have more than five backups in the field. Alright? Only one light or dark character can be on your field at the same time. And then it's got a little, um, couple of icons here. So, element icons, which I think are pretty little red mage here. Well, very, very tiny, so you'll have to, pardon me, hold it on the camera, or the card for the camera. Um, indicates the CP. In the case of red, it means fire. So, it's just like the mana symbols in magic. One symbol of X color means one of that. One is 
one unit is required of that type, however that's gathered. Um, one, so the general number that was next to it, um, is, it doesn't care what color the crystal type it came from. And then also on here is this little uh, tap symbol, looks like the enter key turned sideways. Um, indicates the character must be changed from active to dull, which in magic terms would be doing this. Tapping it, as it were. Uh, and then S for special ability indicates a card of the same name must be discarded. Oh. Okay. So some of these things have, you must throw away another copy to use, like the Red Mage. The Red Mage has that little three icon that I was talking about. Didn't realize it fell out. So that means that there can be three Red Mages on the field, but only one Ethereum. Ethereum has the EX, so we can activate whatever this EX burst thing is. We'll get to later, I guess. Uh, card rarity, basically the darker the color, uh, the better. With S being super rare. Makes sense. All of the Japanese S is supreme uh, markings. Is that what that what the S means in? I don't know. I'm spitballing, oh. but it seems to be. Okay. Like it goes F E D C B A A plus S, and then multiples of S is typically how it goes. Gotcha. But I don't know how that actually translates into actual language. But that's just the scale that I've noticed with Japanese culture. Huh. Okay. Okay, so how do I play a card? When playing cards, you must pay each card's required crystal points. In order to play cards, you must first acquire crystal points. There are two ways to produce CP. Uh, one, dull a backup, one CP. So let's see here. Let me get a backup. Oh, you're red. We got red mage here. So to dull him, we go boom, just like that. It's straight up tapping. Yeah. So when you dull a backup, you gain one CP of the same element as the card. So in this case, it could be red or fire. Yeah, and an important note, it says in the case of multiple elements, choose one of them. Oh, so you can only get one by dulling a backup. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is how, judging from the elements we looked, milling looks like it's going to be a big part of this game. Uh, discard from your hand two CP. So I could, so say I had the red mage in hand, I could discard it to get two red CP instead of just the one for tapping it. It's already on the field. Okay. okay. But the trade-off is that it's going away and it's going to my graveyard. I don't know how much graveyard recursion that this game has. Okay, and then pay the CPs next. When you play a card, you must pay the required CP cost with at least one CP of the element of the card. In the cases of light and dark, there is no element requirement. So, going to Furion. Uh, let's see, our buddy Furion here needs uh, two fire CP, is what it looks like here. Yep. And then let's find... Um, well, two CP, at least one of which must be fire. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, let's see, Um, I'm not sure if I have any light or dark being in the hero deck. Uh, well, d does the Emperor take dark? Emperor takes ice. Uh, purple lightning. Here we go. Shadow Lord. 
He's a dark character. Pretty easy to tell. It's black. Mostly. Like his soul. It makes sense. It looks like a demon of some kind. But, you know, he's... In each case, I would have to pay four, and it wouldn't care which types of CP I gave it to feed this monster thingy. I guess he did fall with oh. Alright. Okay, that's pretty simple. Alright, so we got some important points here. Uh, light and dark cards can be played by paying the CP cost with CP of any mel element. Melonment. Melonment. You cannot discard light and dark cards to produce CP. Okay. It looked like there was only like two in this deck, all the rest of it was around a couple of different other beams. Uh, when you produce any more CP than required, any extra CP is lost and cannot be used to pay for an ability or another card. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so your mana pool empties after every action. Yeah. Your crystal pool empties. There, there is no pool. Yeah. There's just the cost. Okay, so that means you've got to be really frugal about being exactly on money. Yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. That's kind of interesting. It, yeah. it keeps you on your toes a little more. It seems like it, it makes your it makes your efficiency matter. Exactly, exactly. Which, um, if that is the case, then I see a uh, pretty swift victory for our friend the Lord Dragon here in the near future. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you bad at math? <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> changing subjects. Uh, Cass, do you want to take over the abilities column? Sure. Um... Why don't we put your... Uh, yeah, we'll put my there. On the back to the back side of this, too. Okay, we'll check on that in a sec. Alright, actions and abilities. There are four types of character abilities that will help you get closer to victory. Action abilities, which have a colon in them. Uh, let's see if I can... Here we go. So this devout card. Let's look at it. Um, it has a colon, and that colon is right here. Everything before the colon is the cost to activate that ability. So in this case, it's tap and then kill it. So tap and sacrifice this card to accomplish whatever the rest of this deck is. Just choose one forward or cost four or less for the break zone. Play it onto the field. But you can only do, do this during my turn. So, this is graveyard recursion. Okay. This, that's what this is. But in order to do it, I have to dull it and then break it. Okay. So it literally throws its life away so that I can get something nasty back out of that graveyard. Okay, that's clever. I like that. That's neat. Um... Forwards and backups abilities that include the tap or dull in their cost cannot be used until their controller's next turn unless it has haste. So that's your summoning sickness. Okay. We mentioned that earlier, but in short, I cannot uh, play a. Forward's not being nice. Okay, well, in short, um, none of these have tablet. There we go. Aha! Amon, uh, technologist, I guess. 
he has a tap ability. Um, so I could play him, but I could not use that ability until my next turn starts. At which point I could dull him to do whatever. There we go. I had to find an example. Um, likewise with backups. So I can play it on the field, and unless something else forces it to dull, I can't dull it manually. Okay. Um, during an action ability effect resolution, even if the character that used the ability is no longer on the field, it is still resolved. So, unlike magic, where I can tap a unit to do something, let's say, deal three damage to a target player, and Moniker could not, or Moniker could do some reaction to kill my creature, do like the one damage it takes. Most of those guys are pretty squishy. Um, but my effect is still gonna resolve. So I'll react to your creature. So it, it means that you can't snipe things to prevent them from happening if they're already triggered. A thief is coming for my cards. Oh Jesus. Uh, field abilities can range from reducing the cost of summons to increasing the power of forwards. They are only active while characters with the ability are on the field. Okay, so they're, they're your passive effects. Like, uh, in the example they choose Lebrow? Lebrow? Um, has a fire forward you control gain plus 1,000 power. So, uh, Furion like Moniker has, would go from a 2,000 to a 3,000. Okay. Something we learned from Yu-Gi-Oh! is that the higher the numbers are, apparently the more impressive the cards are. <laughs> I think the zeros are a little superfluous, and but, you know... literally, I was just looking at the cards I have in the other room, and Titus, or Titus, however you want to pronounce it, starts off at 9,000. Hmm. Which means if you use that ability on him, he becomes over 9,000. There it is. I knew we were waiting on the fun. I just had to. Yeah, it was, yep. Yeah. And then auto abilities is another type, which automatically resolve when their conditions are fulfilled. Okay, so a lot of cards have auto abilities that activate when they hit the ground, when they hit the field. ETB effects, we call them, enter the, enter the battlefield, or enter the field. Um, with a lot of that, or, uh, like, anyway, there are some of them that have, um, yeah, when Genesis deals damage to your opponent, your opponent discards the card from his can, on top of whatever else goes on with damage. That's, that would be an auto ability. Uh, special abilities which have that funny little S symbol. Um, unique and powerful abilities with their names written in orange on the card. The S icon indicates that you must discard a card of the same name, even with a different serial number as part of the cost to activate the ability. But there you do some crazy shit. Um, oh, good, they have a list of special traits on the bottom of this. Looks like there's only six magic of freaking hundreds. No. It's insane how many traits there are for magic. Haste 
which ignores the uh, can't be dulled the first turn. Um, first strike. When attacking or blocking, inflicts damage to your opponent's first forwards first, unless they also have first strike. Um, and if I manage to kill your dude, so say I've got a first strike worth 5,000 and you've got a blocker worth 4,000, or even a 5,000. My guy hits first, so your guy doesn't have a chance to hit me back, and I take no damage to him. Which, you know, it makes sense. It falls just in like first strike. Uh, freeze. A frozen character won't activate during its next active phase. Ooh, permatap. Or demi permatap. So, you're staying dumb for at least this turn. Okay. Uh, brave. Don't dull when attacking. Can still only attack once per turn. Okay, so that's vigilance. Uh, search. You can search for a copy of the corresponding card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand. Shuffle. Uh, you can choose not to pick the card even if it is present in your deck simply by declaring so. Back attack. Like summons and abilities, characters with back attack can be played during either player's attack phase or main phase. Okay. Uh, they can be used to respond to your opponent's actions, but can't be responded to since playing a character does not involve the stack. Okay. Alright, that's that's pretty simple. That's your um flash, I think it is. Yeah, flash can be played during your opponent's turn in magic. Yeah. Whatever it may be. So it turns into instant or whatever. All right, I think that's the front end of this page. All right. I'm getting a little tired of talking, so your turn. Okay. Field zone, sounds like. All right, you want to put your mat? Sure. Okay. So then we got field zones. Each player's field is made in the following zones. One, the field. Buddha thunk. Buddha thunk. Uh, so I guess the central portion. Yeah. Uh, your character cards are placed here face up. The forwards and monsters are played on the battlefield active, turned upwards, while backups are played dull, turned sideways. Uh, let's see. Damage zone. Uh, when you take a point of damage, put the top card of your deck here. Once you reach seven cards, you lose the game. So it's kind of like uh, prize cards in Pokemon, I guess. It looks like it's the same kind of area. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a different usage. Alright, that's interesting. Easy help bar. Alright, so uh, three deck... Uh, deck is placed here face down unless speci specified. Uh, you are not allowed to shuffle, draw a card, or look into your deck. Having no more cards in your deck when you are supposed to draw will result in a loss. Uh, well, not allowed to shuffle, draw a card? Unless specified, you are not allowed to shuffle, draw a card, or look into your deck. Plus so uh, Okay, so there is a draw phase. Okay. So, in short, you can't draw out of turn, but there is a phase where you draw two. Looks like we'll get to that in a little bit. Or anything that's triggering you to draw. So we'll like draw, but otherwise you can't. It's worded a little weird. Okay. Break zone. Broken characters. That sounds needlessly cruel. <laughs> it does. Uh, discarded cards and ca uh, cast summons are placed here. The contents of the break zone can be checked by any player at any time. And then, remove from play. Cards removed from play are not placed on the field or in the break zone, but are removed from the play area for the remainder of the game. So, exile. For, in magic terms. And your graveyard is break zone. Yeah. 
Effects stacking. Thank you, because words. Okay. Uh, whenever a player Ooh, activates an ability. Good thing I'm not. <laughs> Those damn cops are interrupting my card game. <laughs> we haven't even gotten there yet. We know it. Uh, whenever a player activates an ability or casts a summon, the effect is not resolved immediately, but instead uh, goes in a stack. Players can then use an ability or cast a summon to interrupt the effect by adding one, uh, one on top. Once players have finished playing their effects, the effects are resolved in reverse play order. Okay, so here's how it goes. For those of you who don't understand the stacking magic, it goes like this. I play something. Moniker says, in response, I play this. I say, in response to your response, I play this. Y'all wait for a second. Nobody else decides to throw any more cards down. The last thing that was played, which is my second card, goes first. Triggers, does whatever. Lands on the field. It's done. Now we do monikers. Moniker goes off. It's done. It lands on the field, does whatever it does. Yep. And then my first thing that I played that started this whole chain of crazy, finally lands on the field and does whatever it does. That's what the stack is. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good explanation. Do you want me to read the what it has here as an example, or should we just go on? Let's just go on, because it's, it, it's exactly that. It's just got pictures. Okay. Um, and then there's a few things that can be interrupted and things that can't. Yeah, so the things that can be interrupted are summon, action ability, special ability, and auto ability. Things that cannot be interrupted are EX burst, field ability, or playing a character. Kind of makes sense. Alright. So, we... Now we're getting into flow of the game and setup. Um, preparing the decks, we've done that step, which, you know, in short, is make a deck of 50 cards with no more than three cards of the, uh, three copies of a card. Cards with the same name but different serial numbers are considered different. That's good to know. So I can have three of lightning at one level and three of lightning at a different level, say, a 9,000 or 4,000. I know they're in here. You can see them in the example for the special effects here. Um, but they're both applicable to the sick cards I can have in my 50 card deck that aren't going to conflict with each other, despite them still being lightning. Okay. Alright, uh, to start the game, each player shuffles their deck and places it face down in the deck zone. Alright, that makes sense. Uh, deciding the first player. Players will randomly decide which side takes first turn. First player only draws one card on their first turn as opposed to two, like everything else. Huh. Okay. With the discard mechanic being such a central thing, drawing two makes a lot of sense. That's part of how you pay for things. Okay. By throwing your hand on Never played a card game like that, where the default is to draw two cards. It'll be a little interesting, but at the same time, it's limited a little bit. And it's, it's actually pretty well done so far. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a solid game. I'm yeah, looking forward to getting into this. Uh, looks like the phases have draw phase. Uh, draw two cards from the top of your deck. The first player only draws one on the very first turn. If a player's deck runs out of cards, they die. Again, standard mechanic for every most, hard game. Yeah, most games. Um, 
Then there's a main phase, an attack phase, and a main phase, and an end phase. Okay, so during the main phases, you can play a character, cast a summon, or use an ability. Which makes perfect sense, and it reiterates that you can't, that, you, that your characters have summon sickness. Ooh, shocking. Um, both main phases are the same. Uh, the attack phase, whole column, and the end phase. Uh, so effects that end, effects that trigger during this are until end of turn triggers. All damage dealt forward present, forward present on the field. So anything that I do to his front line stops at the end of turn, and if they manage to live, it gets reset at that point. Which makes sense. That's typical of most games. Uh, if you have more than five cards in your hand, discard down. And then it cycles off the event. So, okay, that's super easy. Alright, that's simple. Um, attacking phase, so that's in the middle of the turn. After ending the first main phase, active player moves their attack phase and can now attack, which is divided into well, four steps, looks like. Um, uh, before declaration of an attack, both players may activate abilities that will cast summons, starting with the attacking player, then the defending player. So, before combat actually ensues, I can, outside of my main phase, pull up a bunch of crazy stuff to try to buff my units, or debuff his, or damage his, or something. As long as I, as the attacker, start that process, he can also do so as the defender, or the defending player does so after the attacker. Um, you declare your attackers uh, using an active forward and dulling it, unless it has bravery. Uh, forwards that are already dull or have played in the same turn, or have already attacked once, cannot conduct an attack this turn. Um, he then decides blockers, abilities, and summons which can be used. Uh, defending player may choose to block with their forwards, only active forwards can block attacks. Blocking does not dull a forward. So that's just like magic. Anything that's not tapped can be used to block. Okay. Simple enough. It's simple enough. And doing so does not cause it to tap. Jesus Christ, you guys gonna play the game? We're getting there. We're almost done. Um, you know, we probably lost... If anybody watches this video, they'd probably like fall asleep like an hour ago. I'm just saying... Yeah, it, it looks like it's pretty simple, and there's like, party attack and ex, EX burst. Uh, that are really the only other things to go over, and we can, I guess we'll figure that out as we go. You can attack with two, two, with two or more characters of the same element. To basically treat it as one giant unit. Okay. It works like that. Oh, jeez, that's a terrible Alright. Y'all are bored of us blathering. Um, Looks like an armored penis maggot. <laughs> Behold! <laughs> viewers! Doom Train! The armored <laughs> penis maggot. <laughs> Let me see that. It does. It looks like a maggot covered in armor that's a giant penis at the same time. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, it does. Okay. Well, uh, let's set up and give it a dry run. 
Alright. Explore as we go. Yeah, do something. So, we've been reading over this little pamphlet. It's gotten... I'm sitting over in the corner muttering this, dude, and I'm starting to feel sleepy. Alright, yeah. That's a good indicator. Yeah. Deck of Shuffle. Cut. I need to do the same thing. No! I was looking at Ultimecia and fapping. Don't touch my waifu. <laughs> I don't know, man. She's got that little Zetai Ryoki going on. I'm serious, dude. The reason I picked this play man up, while these guys shuffle, I have to add this note in. You notice how one arm comes down like this on camera, right? Well, now she's holding my D20. BAM! See, nat 20. I just set that down. I didn't even try that shit. That's how awesome this mat is. It wants me to roll 20s. <laughs> wow! Nice. I need to fix the face. <sighs> I dare you just... Oh! Now we're gonna go back over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry now. <laughs> oh, crikey, mate. He's angry. He's angry. angry I'm a poker with a stick. Angry goblin. So it's really dangerous, mate. <laughs> God bless Irwin. Irwin. It's a shame that he died. Oh, well. Carrying on, so looks like we are both. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay, I see where this is going. Uh, all right, that's neat. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Sure. Let's see how we do this. Well. They did some wacky stuff with art styles, though. I will draw the one card for the turn. summon or ability, the opponent puts one character from his field in the break zone. Alright. You sacrifice things in order to do things. Oh, okay. Uh, I will discard another one to summon a red mage. Alright. So I'll draw two. Yeah, I'll draw two cards here. Having an extra card is really good right now. I'll break Warrior of Light. 
for Warrior of Light. Okay. So he enters, but he can't attack me this turn. Right. Okay. And then I think that's that'll be it for my turn. Shuffling, I'll draw two from the deck. And I will offer to use the There we go. You know, I'll I'll do how Judge, our buddy Judge, likes to cut decks. <laughs> Take the top two. Yeah. <laughs> I can dull a forward, it looks like. Uh, I think you dull a forward to attack or use an ability. To use an ability, okay. So let's see here. So I'll break Izana for my backup. We'll have Ishtolda, or Ishtola. Uh, when Ishtola enters the field, choose one forward opponent controls, deal it 2,000 damage. I don't have one right now. Okay. But that's what it would do if you did have one. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, so ETB, so he, he ETB's tapped. Right. All supports do. Okay. I guess back up. And then, now since you don't have a forward, can I attack you directly? You could, but I could just pump up my dude and block it. Okay. Because I have abilities to see that game. Well, let's not do that. That'll be my turn. Okay.
is about as exciting as a colonoscopy. It's a learning process, alright? Um, I can put on some licensed Final Fantasy music for us. No, you can't! <laughs> I will discard a Golbez for Garland by tapping my Duke. Hey, how dare you give her a Golbez? I lack any contact with this. I might be able to get him back later, though. He's a Final Fantasy virgin. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Sad. Um, I apologize to our viewers for putting Kazarkan on display playing a Final Fantasy game when he does not even know of the awesomeness that is Final Fantasy 13. Except 8. 8 sucked. Well, I'm going to end my turn now. 8 sucked. You were singing its praises not a few months ago. <laughs> Still am. And I don't know who this is, but I like it. Oh. Oh, hotness, I'm gonna bang you. Right. Whoop! Two cards. Gimme, gimme. Fine. And Yeah, it looks like... It looks like most games, uh, it's a little slow to start. Um, but once it does, it kind of picks up the pace, from what I've gathered. Okay. Let's see, now can I dull and discard? That's what I've done. Okay. I've done that um, as long as it's not the same card, I don't see why not. I suspect that's how you uh, snorkel, how you pay for some of the stuff that costs like three or more. Moniker is reading. It's a milestone for me. I know. <laughs> we mentioned on our podcast, but on our YouTube videos, that yes, the moniker is a little bit uh, slow of learning, so we'll if he's taking a long time to get to his turn, be patient. Alright, tell you what. And stuff. No, no, take your time, dude. <laughs> they can wait a couple of seconds, even without the licensed Final Fantasy music. I'll break Archer. For Izana. Okay. So when she enters the field, I may search for one job chocobo or a card named chocobo and add it to my hand. So I will do that right now. Right here. Okay. That's just a fetch. It's interesting that the search mechanic is not part of revealing. Yeah. It's something that magic is very prone for. Is if you find a card in this way, reveal it to your opponent, or plural. Alright, I've gotten my gastral greens and never treed to Chocobo. Alright. Now let's see. I think that'll do it.
has to be back house. Okay. So no, can't. That's good to know. Yeah, just so if, it there. that's not if it's blocked and survives, that's if it was not blocked. Okay. That's important. So I'll break Luna. Dull Dug Nasty Bitch Tits for Vivi as a forward. And Vivi has an ETB. Uh, when Vivi enters the battlefield, choose one forward opponent controls, deal it 4,000 damage and 1,000 more damage for each card in your opponent's hand. Oh, I have three cards in hand, so that is... 7,000. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Um, in response, I will activate the coral, turn it into a 5,000. Garland dies, this creature gains plus 4,000 until I get Okay. So, I have a 9,000 blocker right now. Alright. Kind of annoying, actually. Right, let's see here. Alright, I think that'll do it, folks. For this turn. Okay. Just gotta discard down to five here. Yeah, so I'm wide open. Splat! Woo! Like a little slut. <laughs> like a little card gaming slut. 
I will zero an attack, which will ping you for one point of damage. Haha! We're doing damage! Alright. First blood goes to Kazrakan. So, top card of your deck goes into whatever your damage pile is. Yeah, face it up, I guess. Cool. Haha! First blood! Woo! Um, and I think that'll... Goblin! Kazrakan killed BB. You dick! <laughs> he was a threat. I eliminated it. It's your turn. You know who else is a threat? Kuja. Alright, alright. One. Two. Fuck it. There we go. After having trouble gripping cards? I am. I'm having trouble gripping life. Well, I mean, you don't need to be lamenting over it. This is supposed to be a game. At least most of my Yeah, that's weird. Babble, babble, babble. Alright. This is... I kind of like the way this feels. This have a very controllable element. Yeah. So let's see. We'll dull... Ishtola again. And I'll break Echo. Break a fairy. For... Snap. Work, work. Chocobo. Okay. And Chocobo Buddy has haste. Okay. When it forms a party that attacks, Chocobo and all... Forming a party, get... Uh, with it, gain 3,000 power until end of turn. Oh. Well, that's annoying. Cavalry mounted assault. Yep. Alright. Alright. Now, I can play more than one, right? Yeah. You okay. don't have to stop there. Because you can't do it outside of the main phase. Okay. Which, you know, let's just make a note here. This game is really easy to pick up. Like, we both had zero experience aside from the reading that we did on camera and our turns are even starting to pick up a little more alright bring in black mage as my backup and that'll be my turn okay goblin will I get copyright struck if I like sing Final Fantasy music no one YouTube Days, it's quite possible. Alright. So, uh, I shall sing it in my head. <laughs> Allow me to share the songs of my native people. <laughs> Allow me to share the songs of my people, Genova starts playing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Screw the Cetra. I will tap two to get an Arcanist. Um, Wait, hold up. You just said fuck yeah to Genova, then screw the Cetra. Yes. I think there's a conflict of interest there. Never! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go all Hojo on this shit, nobody will know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Fucking Hojo. I like how most people gloss over the fact that it is heavily implied that Sephiroth is a rape baby. No, he's not. Maybe. No. All right, I will discard two to play Genesis. Um, oh yeah, Hojo was married. Sorry about that. Uh, when Genesis ETBs, choose one forward. Target opponent controls, dull it, and freeze it. 
when uh, when she deals damage to an opponent, your opponent discards one card from his or her hand. Whack. Yep. So dulled and frozen. Okay. So that means you don't get to undull it when your turn starts. Whack. And I'm going to hit you for two. Uh, Shadow Lord has brain. Okay. So he doesn't dull when attacking. All right. And that's two more hits. Okay. Uh, my face. All right, Kaz is at three victory points here. It is your turn. Got some frozen poultry. <laughs> what are you thinking of it so far? I like it. It's fast. Really easy to pick up. It certainly seems like everything that's really, really powerful right now. So. Like, I haven't even played anything that cost five or greater. Which is a little interesting. Like, there's not a whole lot of games that you can do this and still have them be have a reasonable place in your deck. Yeah. Or those high cost things. So, now we got Ark. So, the job Warrior of Light forwards and wind forwards, other than Arc you control, gain 1000 power. Dull it. A total of three active wind forwards or wind backups. Choose one forward. It cannot be blocked by a forward of cost three or more this turn. Ooh. Okay. So, he. So, your Chocobo get bigger because it's a wind, and your Warrior of Lights would also get benefits regardless of their color. Alright. And if you got more of the same so more warrior of light that are also win, they would get both effects. Okay. That's pretty good. I like that. Alright. Well I don't think there's anything I can do that would be worth it right now, so Yep, uh let's see. All right, Cass, you're go. All right. I will discard Odin and tap the Duke to play Seaver. Um, I gotta read up what this EX burst thing is, because I might have just triggered one. EX burst, here we go. When the defending player receives damage and reveals their damage card, if the card is marked with an EX icon in the top right, which I don't think any of those have been, an EX burst may immediately apply. Okay. So. My Cypher has an EX on it. That okay. means if he had damaged me and it went to the pile, anything else that has EX burst could have gone off right then. Okay. Oh! Clever. Um. I think I'm gonna attack with Shadow Lord. 
Ooh, boy. And you can block him, and blue you do, because you take more damage. Hmm. Oh, you'd get one victory point for that, wouldn't you? Yep. Which would put me over the halfway mark. Okay. Let me see here. But if you block it, basically the only thing you're going to lose is mark. It's definitely a theme with these decks. Yeah. This deck is blue and or it's um, ice and lightning. Alright. No, no, if, if you blocked it, then you don't take damage. Oh, I don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it didn't get through. It just means technically he's at 1,000 health remaining. Okay. But given as I'm about to end my turn. And, uh, well, let that resume. Okay. It's a very simple game. It's very fun to play right now. It could be that this deck has just been comboing off a little better than uh, Moniker's House. Yeah. Which, it, it seems like it's possible. Like, a lot of his stuff is just been very high cost or been easily removed because I've had the right timing with it. Still, it's um, it's interesting. Oh, hey, here's a fun little fact. Huh. It looks like all of these cards have a uh, an edition that they came from. Yeah, each one has the game that they all came from here. Like, uh, Genesis, for instance, has seven on it. Uh, the Coerl has type zero. Dr. Sid has twelve. Okay, so Luneth, 7,000 power. Uh, the job Warrior of Light Forwards and Fire Forwards, other than Luneth, you control gain 1,000 power. Okay, so it's the same deal as Ark, just for fire instead. Alright, that's neat. Okay. Then, let's see. Interesting note, uh, the shadow of the building would trigger to it would not enough to kill your truck all the time. Alright. Alright, let's see. I'm gonna do... I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Thinking? Yep. That's a bad idea. Alright. Never mind. Here go. Okay. This is gonna hurt. Yep, because I'm gonna hit you with four different attacks. Okay, yeah, so Kaz has only one victory point away. No, that's that's victory. Oh, is that game? No, no I blocked last turn, but you didn't get a victory point for that, right? Uh, 
That three. Oh, it's first to seven, not eight. Yeah. Kaz wins the game. Alright. Well, gentlemen, what do you think of your first somewhat playthrough and the card game is, say, overall from the first time point of view? I like it. It's really fun, uh, easy to pick up, and I like all the familiar characters and playing them in a card game scenario. Yeah. Um, I'm actually inspired to go maybe pick up a deck, maybe a couple packs of cards. Yeah, um, this is an interesting game. I I feel like I got a little lucky with the way this deck played off with itself. And I'm not a very good strategist, so not not to lessen your victory, I'm just saying I'm, I'm poor at card games for as much as I love them. Well, I mean, all that being said, it was, it was a fun experience. It was very easy to pick up. Like, I only had to look up one thing during the playthrough, and that was EX Burst, because I was curious about it. Alright. Which, honestly, wasn't that big a deal. Hmm. All the rest of it was very straightforward, very quick to play. Um, and, like, we really didn't screw up all that bad for anything in particular, aside from maybe missing a cube, any and yep. what advice would you guys give the new players who just picked this up like you guys just did? I mean, aside from reading through the rules pretty quickly... Read the fucking card. RTFC is a big one. And the other one is, um... If you have really any experience with a strategic card game, Magic Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Netrunner, or Pokemon... It, yeah. You'll, you'll feel pretty familiar with it. I mean, Pokemon, if Pokemon's your only one, it might be a little bit different, but at the same time, it's its own unique game. Yeah. It's well done, and it's it feels, you know, entertaining. Like, I didn't have to know the characters to have fun. Sure. Um, you know, my advice would be, um, because I tend to be a more passive player in most games that I play, except my boys, um, try and work out as to get as many forwards as you can out just so you have that nice little bulwark because otherwise you know have you have things like in the scenario we just saw where I only had two forwards out they both got frozen or dulled and then I just got steamrolled yeah so um, basically be an aggressive player be smart about your playstyle is what it is if your deck has a certain theme like his deck has a very aggressive anger anger face type of deal he should have been, he just wasn't comboing out very well. And Angry it, face! You know, it's pretty much just like, he didn't get the draw key. Yeah. Um, Selfie was at the bottom of my deck, <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> Versus my deck was like, my first turn I dropped two things and just kind of kept building. Um, I don't know, it's an interesting game. I think, I kind of want to play it again for no other reason than to see if it was a fluke of the deck. Yeah. Alright, well that seems to be our video. I hope these guys didn't make you fall asleep too much. Yeah, sorry I wasn't, you know, all talking bother throughout the whole thing. Well, it was a first time playthrough, first time box reveal. It's meant for new people. Yeah. And, you know, the TLDR of this, if you're just jumping in now, it's a fun game, it's easy to pick up, and it's... You don't need Final Fantasy knowledge of any kind to enjoy it. Yeah. Having it is, I'm sure, a benefit. But yeah, and just as a side note from this game, you know, if you got friends uh, who maybe have like a board game or a card game that's themed around a different show or video game series or something like that, you know, don't don't let the fact that you're unfamiliar with the uh, franchise scare you off, because you can have a good time. You can have a good time. 
Case in point, right here, these guys. Yeah, exactly, like Cass. He had a good time and he maybe learned a little something about Final Fantasy. It's weird. Yeah, oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, what's your... You wanna try switching decks? Um, let's see, let's end the... Let's yeah, do our let's outro the recording first. Yeah. There we go. You wanna give it an outro? First impressions, fun game, good cards, easy to open package, easy to learn, easy to play, very, very beginner-friendly. Very fun. Moniker out. Sounds like Liquid's trying to impersonate me on the Blunt Force Gamers podcast. Now I know how Master Miller felt. If he was alive. <laughs>